first step really is getting clear on what you want to bring into your life. I think you would be astounded by how little clarity people have around their own future. And what manifestation really is, is a, it's about taking responsibility and ownership for a future that you want to live in, you know? And I think, so the first step would be, yeah, getting super clear on what it is you want to create. And if you can't get clear on the actualities of it, then getting clear on how you want to feel. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings, and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. And today, very excited as I'm sat down with an incredible human being, Jordana Levin. Jordana is the author of two amazing books, Make It Happen, which I recently read and loved. So very excited to talk about that today. She's also got a new book that's being released on the 5th of January called Higher Love. So I can't wait for that to be released. She's the host of three podcasts, Higher Love, The Middle and Lunar Love. And what I believe your incredible gift is, is taking these kind of like unusual concepts, typically woo-woo subjects and breaking them down to some real practical steps to people. So I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. Jordana, amazing to have you on. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And that is, it's such a compliment for you to say that to me, because that really is my why behind everything I do is taking these big spiritual concepts and breaking them down. Because I think there's a lot of gold in them that people miss because they dismiss them. And I was one of those people. So I think my background is I've got a very corporate father and a very hippy-dippy mother, and I sort of meet in the middle and try and kind of marry the two in a way. Yeah, and you can really see that in the way that you write because it is very practical and it's very relevant, I think, to, to what is also going on in the world right now. So let's take it a step back. So obviously you've had an incredible journey and you don't get to write books like you're writing now without some experiences. So could you just, yeah, fill us in? Who is Jordana and what's your journey been so far? Yeah, I mean, it's an up and down journey. I, I'm a journalist, first and foremost. So I'm a trained journalist. And I worked uh, for about 10 years uh, in the publishing industry, so working in food magazines primarily. I was a food writer. Um, And I kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder and I got to the top of what I could get to really and thought, well, this is not what I envisaged at all for myself. And I was sick and I was miserable and, you know, all those things we talk about when we're hitting rock bottom. Um, and so I decided that I needed to change a few things around. So I started working for myself and, you know, that was a juggle. Anyone who's ever worked for themselves before (laughs) learned a lot of things about myself. And, um, I started writing really more of the things that I, about more of the things that I was passionate about, which led me to this manifestation piece. 
So that's when I came across manifestation because I was doing it in my life anyway. We all are. We're all manifesting every second of the day, whether we realize it or not. But every time I tried to research it, I kept getting walked down this like thoughts become things path and it didn't really go any further than that. And I, I found that I couldn't apply it. So I started doing my own kind of experiments around it and came up with a really, really simple way that worked for me. And I thought, well, hang on, I could perhaps write something that will convince other people, <laughs> you know, that manifestation is actually a lot simpler than you think it is. Mm, I completely agree. And as I was reading your book as well, I thought, yes, without even realizing, I've been manifesting, like you say, my whole life. So for example, I, I now live on the Gold Coast. Eight years ago, I was living in Melbourne and I said to myself, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm going to live here one day. And it was just said with such certainty that it was just going to happen and it was done. And then when I moved to the Gold Coast, I spotted a Jeep Wrangler and it's like my dream car. And I said, right, that's my next car. And then we were out just randomly one day driving past a Jeep garage and I just saw this bright blue Jeep Wrangler. I was like, pull in to my husband and we ended up buying this Jeep. But it is like, they're just two examples there and I could sit here all day and, and name more. But yeah, yeah I, I just think like we're doing it every day and I love that. So let's talk about the practical steps then because you break it down beautifully in your book make it happen so what is the first step in terms of like bringing things into your life I think the first step really is getting clear on what you want to bring into your life I think you would be astounded by how little clarity people have around their own future and what manifestation really is is a it's about taking responsibility and ownership for a future that you want to live in you know and I think so the first step would be, yeah, getting super clear on what it is you want to create. And if you can't get clear on the actualities of it, then getting clear on how you want to feel. Yeah. So I break it down in the book um, in an equation called the manifestation equation. And it really is the simplest way to take yourself through those steps of manifestation. So the equation is thoughts plus feelings plus actions plus faith. So once we're clear on what our intention is, what it is we want to create, then we start going through the equation. Are my thoughts aligned with this intention? What feelings do I want to feel when that intention manifests? And can I feel them right now? What inspired action steps can I take to get closer to that intention? And then the faith piece is about having trust in yourself and something greater for you, which is where I lose a lot of people sometimes, but that something greater for you is just, just something outside of yourself. So I call it the universe. You might call it God or creator or source, or perhaps you don't have a name for it. It doesn't matter, but it's just trusting that the world is working with you and not against you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is super hard, right? When you are in a rut, and I think that the one thing that 2020 has done for a lot of people is they've woken a lot of people up and people are starting to realize now that this job I'm in, this doesn't fulfill me, this relationship, I'm not happy. Yeah. And I, I sometimes think that when you are in those dark moments, it's very hard to sort of even start even thinking about how can I possibly start thinking positively if I can't even get myself out of bed in the morning. And in your book, you go through, you've been through some dark times and I think everyone has. So what mm. were the steps that you took to, you know, turn your life around? And, you know, you said that you were, you sort of climbed your way up the corporate ladder, you were unfulfilled. Where did this whole process start for you? 
I think I realized that a lot of what I was living when I was not feeling so great, I had actually manifested myself. And I think once I had that realization, I thought, well, if I can manifest all this really negative stuff, then perhaps I could actually flip it around a little bit. And I thought about the processes that had gotten me where I was. And yeah, some of them were happenstance, like I had no control over it, but I had a choice on how I looked at it, how I dealt with it, what actions I took around it. So look, I think the self-awareness piece is a really big piece and it's not an easy piece. You know, people want to skip over the self-awareness work and self-awareness is not self-help. You know, it's, I say to people, it's so funny that I wrote two self-help books because I hate self-help books. (laughs) Like I hate them. I never finish them. You know, I read them and then I don't do anything from them because they're not relatable. You know, I don't feel like I can apply it. But in saying that, having awareness around why things are happening the way they are, whether it's at work or in relationships, is going to be the catalyst for you to sit back and say, okay, well, what changes can I make to get the outcome that I desire? And I just want everyone to pause and really hear that because I, say this all the time it all starts with self it all starts with understanding who you are what you want accepting yourself loving yourself unconditionally so if someone sat there right now and they're like I don't know what I want I have no idea who I am or what brings me joy what kind of things do you sort of recommend to sort of start building this self-awareness piece because I I completely agree with you 100% I think it is the most important step for people to take yeah I like to simplify it and make it super, super, super relatable. So I can understand when people say, I don't know what brings me joy. I don't know. Because they're looking for this greater purpose or this life path or this like passion that they have for something. But it can be a lot simpler than that. So I talk about it in terms of your personal vibration. We talk about a lot. We talk about this a lot in higher love in terms of finding a relationship or finding love. But coming back to your personal vibration and working out what strengthens it and what weakens it. And in order to know whether it's strong or weak, you've got to find that baseline of alignment. And that's your authentic self. It's your true self. So I say to people, in what moments, like what is the environment and what is the situation where you feel most comfortable, most relaxed, most like yourself, you know, you're, you've got great posture, you can converse easily. For a lot of people, it's when they're around their friends or when they're around their family or when they're at home alone with their cat. Like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be this crazy thing that you're doing to bring yourself joy. It's just like where where are those sweet little pockets of joy that you have in your life? And when you start to notice the small ones, then you can go on this list of strengths and weaknesses and go, I'm going to put that on the strong pile. Or you know what, that actually pulls me way out of alignment when I'm doing that particular thing. I'm going to put that on the weak pile. And then seeing if you can start to prioritize those things that are lighting you up, no matter how small they are. Yeah, I love that. And I think that was a big realization for me as well like what I what I realized brought me joy was simple things like walking on the beach 
with yeah. my dog. And and this is the thing, like when I actually sat down, it's like, it doesn't really cost me anything, but it brings me so much joy. Mm. And I thought, okay, because it brings me joy, I'm going to start doing it more and more and more. And then I started to know, just to sort of connect with myself a bit more, like have more freedom to sort of let my thoughts drift. And then slowly, just from just, I guess, having that time alone with myself, I started to really think, what does Georgie want? What brings Georgie joy? And it is just a process. But we do live in a world where we want things instantly. You know, yeah. like we're like, we want the new job, we want the new partner, we want the new business. And it's like, it doesn't happen like that. And it does all start with self and it's work. And I loved what you said about the whole manifestation piece, action, action, yeah. action in everything that you do. You know, action when you're, you know, for example, if you are single and I want to really want to go into your book, but if you're single and you're listening to this and you think, well, I really want to attract a partner, but you've got to go on the dating apps. You've got to go on dates. You can't just sit there and think I want a man or a woman. And then, you know, all of a sudden they just walk through the door. You've got to take the steps. So let's get into that because we've talked, we touched on self-love there. We've touched on, you know, drawing in good things. So if you are listening, someone is listening to this right now and perhaps they, one of their goals next year is to improve their relationships with themselves, with others. Mm. Yeah. How does that whole process start? I'd love to get into that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it starts with self-awareness. Yes. (laughs) It starts with that, that personal vibration piece. So it's working out when you feel in alignment and when you feel like your most authentic self, because that's the version of you that needs to hit the dating scene. Mm. Um, for a few reasons that's the thing that's going to make you magnetic that's going to increase the strength of your vibrational frequency but also you're going to start um, attracting the people that are in alignment with you Mm. and the other thing is you want to have the strength and confidence to be out there meeting people and saying you know what actually don't really like them so I'm just going to continue until I find someone I like I'm so used to hearing women sitting on dates and thinking, oh, God, I hope he likes me and not stopping and thinking, do I actually like him? And, you know, this is men. Men do it as well and, you know, same-sex relationships, whatever. But thinking about the other person, do I actually like this person? Is this person in alignment with me or am I just hoping to God that I'm the person that they want to choose? And I really want to change that narrative. So, yes, if you're starting out, if you're wanting to start to date again, there's been a lot of sort of um, impetus to be in a relationship after, you know, what we've dealt with in 2020. Start with yourself. Work out what lights you up, what brings you joy. And I really encourage women especially to sit down and throw out that list of their ideal partner's traits that every woman in her 20s has written and write a list of the things that you want to feel in love and use that as a barometer of whether the person that you're with is the person that you want to spend you know, time with and have a relationship with, whether they're allowing you to feel those things you want to feel when you're in love completely agree that I think I think like and I'd love to get your thoughts on all this but I think the the issue that we're in now and this certainly wasn't the the the, this didn't happen in I guess when I before I met my husband but we've got so many options out there right and then on top of that we've got social media films all of these things that are just constantly just like throwing all this marketing material this is how love should be and this is how relationship we should be and on top of that we've like we've learned from our parents which let's be honest most of our upbringings weren't you know weren't certainly looking at the best role models perhaps in relationships so 
where do we learn even how to like begin to date to to love ourselves enough to not sort of you know go on these dates and think we're not enough like it, it's such a huge topic mm. and I think that there's yeah there's all this marketing of well, your relationship be like this and if it's not like this then you know where where do we begin in terms of like these building these relationships yeah look you made you made a really good point so the first thing we need to do is we need to unlearn all of that stuff mm. and we need to recognize that a lot of the stories we tell ourselves about love are based on our parents' experiences, what we've seen in rom-coms, you know, in Hollywood films or what we've read about in our favourite romantic novels. And we need to start to come back to that pure essence of love, which is how you feel inside of you around love and the love that you have for yourself. And I, it, it feels so, like, hippie-woo-woo to say that. And it, it's really not. It's just about having this um, sovereignty within yourself and, and an alignment of authenticity to, to, to experience love from that space. Because when you're trying to compare love to a Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey mm -hmm. movie, you don't see what happens after the film ends and you don't see what happens before the film begins, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's an unrealistic view of love and it's not like we're all sitting there like taking notes and, and living that out. But subconsciously, it starts to plant itself in our minds. I know it did for me. I'm such a rom-com fan. And I realized that I was holding a lot of my partners up to a pedestal that was for a fictional character. That's so true, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, no one's perfect, right? You know, and I think that, you know, in, in the start, you know, there's all the... The, the excitement and then after six months you know you're just sort of like oh okay you start you, you almost like you, you can't if you're not careful you can stop seeing one another and I think that really then when the next phase comes in is keeping that relationship alive and I, I mean, and I've known my husband now for 10 years and I actually did a post about relationship the other day and I think the reason why we've maintained a lot of love in our relationship is we respect each other 100% but we also respect our own selves we work on ourselves every single day we shop with 100% responsibility and I think that I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well but there's a lot of people looking to get go and meet somebody to fix something inside of them or I'll be mm. happy when I meet this partner or this person's going to fix this for me and I, it's not it all starts with self-love it all comes down to the relationship you have with yourself so if you if someone sat there right now and they're like well I don't love myself I you know I don't like the way I look I don't like the way that work I feel I'm not happy where where can people begin just to start that whole process yeah I talk about this concept of love yourself despite I think that we feel like we can only love ourselves when we achieve a certain thing. So, you know, I'll love myself when I lose five kilos or I'll love myself when I write that book or I'll love myself when I get that job or whatever it might be. And it's like, well, can you love yourself despite that or despite the things that you have that you don't particularly like about yourself? Can you love yourself anyway? Because God knows you'd love someone else who had those things going on in their life. So why is it any different for you? So, for me, the way that I kind of deal with that is when I feel negative thoughts coming up, I say to myself, okay, well, like you can have this negative thought, George. It doesn't make it any less valid or true to stop thinking it, but can you love yourself anyway? Like, can you love yourself even though you don't particularly like that self, that thing about yourself? And I find over time that the love you saturate yourself in starts to dilute the stuff that you don't particularly love about yourself. I think the other piece with self-love is 
you know, people think it's got to do with the practices that you do. So, you know, like meditation and making sure you body brush in the morning. Like, I mean, that might be an act of self-love for some, but if that doesn't make you feel love and if that doesn't bring you joy, please don't tie yourself to it. You know, I think we commit to certain practices that are meant to make us feel a certain way. And for you, it might be something completely different. So I think the self-acceptance piece is key and then finding those little gifts that you can give to yourself that make you feel loved. Because if we are going into relationships looking for someone to fill all of our gaps, it's going to hit rocky ground pretty fast. So if you know what you're looking for in a partner because it's something that you lack, for example, I used to say, oh, God, I really need to find a guy who's good with money because I'm terrible with finances. And I thought, well, hang on, that's a lot of dependency I'm going to have to come on, like that I'm going to have to put on him when it comes to managing money, right? So I've taken the time to go and figure out how to manage my own money and get really clear on that. So what I'm attracting then is someone who's in alignment with my financial values, you know, and yeah, is probably really good at managing money, but so am I. Mm. So it's this, it's, it's sort of figuring out where you feel incomplete Mm. and what's going to make you feel less, less incomplete, but knowing that nobody's perfect and nobody is completely complete. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's funny, I, I have a, a friend and I won't mention her now, but she she was going on day after day after day after day. And she was just constantly just like telling me all these horror stories all the time. Like, oh, you know, it's just not working. It's not working. I'll break up after break up. And it, I, I said to her one day, I just said, what are you going to do? And she goes, you know what? I just want to be on my own. I, I, you know, I'm going to look back on this time in 10 years time when I'm married, probably with a couple of kids, and I'm going to go, I don't want to regret this time that I had with me. And the funny thing is, right, as soon as she said it, as soon as she like surrendered, as soon as she stopped trying, I kid you not, within two weeks, she met somebody and now they're engaged. True story. And I feel like we put all this pressure on ourselves and it all comes back to like maybe the manifestation piece as well. If that I found when I've tried to force things, whether it's relationship, business deals, money, when I'm feeling this pressure, nothing, I'm almost blocking it because I'm so like gripping the steering wheel and trying to control everything in my life. And it's almost like, so how important is that you, you, you touch upon faith, but that to me is yeah. faith. That it to is. me is just trust, surrender. How important yeah. is that in terms of the whole, when you meet people and things? It's, it is so important. I mean, it comes back to that manifestation equation, the, the action and the faith piece, the surrender piece have to work together. It's this constant dance between the two. You know, so if you've taken the action steps, if you've done all you can do, the only thing that's left is to sit back and have faith that what is in your highest interest will manifest for you. And if it's not this, then it's something better. And it definitely applies to relationships. When I started writing this book, I was in a wonderful relationship. And then um, my partner got offered an amazing job in New York and moved to New York. And that was that. And COVID hit and we're not together anymore. So here I am promoting a book about love, very single, which was not the plan at all. <laughs> but for me, it's this question I get constantly when I'm promoting this book. Oh, you know, what, why are you single? Why haven't you found that higher love? 
And I say, it's because for me, higher love is about being okay until you meet the person that you want to spend your life with. Yeah. So yes, we'll up our vibrations and we're going to attract, we're going to attract better people into our lives, but it's also being strong enough and being brave enough to wait for the person who puts you in full alignment. And that's when the faith piece matters because you have to have faith and trust. Otherwise you waver and just grab onto anyone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if anybody should be selling the book and writing the book, it is you. Because to me, love isn't, when I think love, I don't think relationships. I think the relationship you have with yourself. And I think that you are a walking, talking example of that. And I think that if anyone should be writing a book on how to manifest love, and it it is you, because you, you do every single day, you love yourself. And that's the most important piece of the whole puzzle and everything. So I'd love to know as well, like when you, how do you deal with like, you know, when you do go through these relationships and they, they do end, they come to an end. Like, what does that process look like for you? If you don't mind sharing, because I think there's a lot of people who would love to know about how do you overcome a broken heart? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole chapter in the book about the ending of relationships, because I think it's really important. And I think, especially as we get older, how we end a relationship will definitely affect how we walk into the next one. Mm. Um, So for me personally, there's a grieving process. And I think the grieving process is really important. I think when you jump straight into something else, or alternatively, you just kind of suppress the feelings and distract yourself with other things, it can feel better in the moment. But it surfaces later at a later time. So I personally take the time to grieve and and grief looks different to everybody. But I have noticed that when I can actually process the emotions through feeling them rather than just thinking and analyzing them, I actually process them a lot faster. I move through them a lot faster. I think closing the loop is also really important. So sometimes closing the loop is making sure that that relationship ended with proper closure for both parties. But a lot of the times that's not the case. You know, a lot of the times a partner will leave without explanation or perhaps there was, you know, an affair or who knows what it is. But sometimes you just need to be able to find that closure within yourself. Yeah. And close the loop on the relationship for you. Because when we leave doors open to past relationships, it's really hard to enter into new relationships with open arms you know so I take people through some exercises on closing the loop on that sort of stuff and then lastly there are lessons to learn from every interaction we have with every human and I think relationships are our biggest lesson so really sitting down and saying how did this serve me like what can I take from this what can I learn and that piece for me I find so cathartic because you can walk away with a lesson and know that it's unlikely that you'll experience it again if you learn from it. But if you don't and you sweep it under the rug and you pretend it didn't happen, then that lesson's just going to come up again and again and again until you get the message. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. And I think that's when people go, oh, he or she's got so much baggage. And it's like, because you're just constantly just bringing all that vibrations and you're like almost like looking for things to, oh, you know, oh, that happened in my last relationship. He's doing that or she's doing that again. It's going to happen again. You almost give meaning to things that don't need to have meaning too. So I love what you said about just closure, closing the door, allowing yourself time to grieve, do whatever that looks like to you. And then when it feels ready, 
then move on. But I think that too many people jump straight back into another relationship to try and get over the last one. And it just becomes one disaster to the next because they're not spending that time, like you just said, what lessons have I learned? You know, and I think that every single relationship that I've been in the past has taught me something about myself. And I'm very, very grateful that I did spend the time understanding what that meant. And, And it definitely helped me evolve. So when I did meet my soulmate, well, Kyle, my husband now, uh, who is my soulmate, and and it it did it did feel right because I identified what I didn't like, what I wanted, and I started to understand me, and it was the same for him. So I think that's really really important, such a really really key piece. I just think this yeah. book is going to be the game changer to every single person that reads it who is looking for love or wants to love themselves more. So I guess in closing, like. What what would you say if like if you could give one piece of advice about the whole manifesting love, bringing in love into people's life? What what would that piece be? Where should people start? <laughs> self awareness, <Big> <laughs> broken record, self awareness. Yeah. Self awareness really is your greatest superpower. It is, and mm. if you're not sure what that looks like, it's getting curious about why things the way are the way they are in your life and getting curious about your reactions to them and the responsibility that you take. And once you can get super clear on that, everything else in life feels so much more accessible and manifestation becomes so much easier because your ability to manifest and your self-worth are directly correlated. So if you can improve your level of self-worth and feel deserving of the things you want to create, you'll be able to create so many wonderful things in your life. And I can definitely second that because it wasn't until I had that piece in my life that everything else started to unfold and take place. So Jordana, I could honestly sit here and chat to you all day. I think that honestly, your your book, Make It Happen, was incredible. And Higher Love, I just know, is going to be just as good, if not better, if that's possible. So everyone who's listening to this, definitely go and get that book get both books I'm sure they're well I know make it happens amazing I'm sure high level will be as well so for those people who want to reach out to you find out more about you where should they go um you I you can head to my website which is jordanalevine.com and uh Instagram I hang out a lot on there that's probably the best social media platform to find me on and that's just at jordanalevine perfect we'll put all the links below so thank you so much it was an incredible conversation today and uh, yeah thank you so much thank you for having me thank you so much for listening to the mind to lead podcast i really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode to help us spread the message please give us a rating and leave us a review we love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings and look reach out to me reach out to me on linkedin i'm georgie hubbard reach out to me on instagram i'm georgie l hubbard let's connect i hope you have an incredible day and i look forward to speaking to you all again soon Thank you.